What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. And I'm Jill Coleman. Welcome to the Best Life Podcast. Here we talk about everything from success, money, relationships, and entrepreneurship to productivity, honest communication, positive psychology, and how to cultivate an abundance mindset. Make money, travel the world, deepen your relationships, live full out. This is the Best Life. Word up. I feel like I sound like I have a cold a little bit today. I've been sniffling. Uh, yeah, maybe a little bit. I've been sniffling a bit. But speaking of uh, sounds and voices, some of y'all have been telling us that you can't tell our voices apart. So we're going to continue to introduce ourselves. This is Jill. What up, Jill? What I'm, up? Danny J- I'm Danny J. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. I didn't think we had similar voices, but me neither. But, but if you're know, new to the podcast, if you're new to the podcast, but if you followed us on other places, like I think all my clients know my voice by now. Yes, <laughs> so I yes. toss my In off. fact, we should tell you that if you only listen to us on the podcast, I mean, we're amazing here. We were definitely really amazing on Instagram. And then you'll put a face to a name and the name to the voice. And then all around, you will not be confused anymore. Mm-hmm. So yeah, follow but- us on the IGs and those are listed in our podcast description everywhere. So you can just click on that. Mm-hmm. Love it. We have a great topic today. This is actually a listener question that we got in the DMs and this is a good one. Yeah. So Oksana, she said I could say her name. Hi, Oksana. Um, so basically, and I'm just going to paraphrase this. She decided she was asking us about how we protected the best life when we started. If we were to go our separate ways. Um, but had like a blueprint for the podcast. How would someone protect that? Basically, she said that she has been planning to start a podcast with another friend or she said creative. So I don't know if they're just friends or colleagues or whatever. Um, But as of late, the last six months, the other person kept canceling the calls. And then when she get on, the work wasn't done. And at this point, she's just ready to walk away and she would love some direction. And this is I love this question because I have gotten it. I know Jill's gotten it multiple times through multiple masterminds. People have come up to us and said, what do you do about a partnership? And the same kind of scenario of, I started this venture with a friend and they're not showing up or I'm doing more of the work or things are going in a different direction. And so (laughs) Jill and I were going to wait to see each other's things, but I think we actually, (laughs) I think we we can just tell the punchline (laughs) right right away and then we can kind of go into why. Yeah. So what's your take on this? Well, Well, I actually want to say is before just give people context, this Mm -hmm. is exactly four years to the month that we started this podcast. We started in late 2017. And then I don't know if it was, remember we had that like snafu with like getting it uh, approved by Apple. So then I don't think it was approved until December, but we actually recorded our first episodes in November, 2017. (gasps) I Four just years. got goosebumps. Oh, that's so cool. Look at us sticking with something. <laughs> <laughs> Dang, we have done a good job. Um, so yeah, my first advice to someone is don't do it. And that being said, after four years of being with you and it has nothing to do with you, it has to do with previous experiences and seeing stuff. But my first advice is like, don't, 
don't. Yeah. And we said this before we even jumped, which <laughs> before we turned the mic on, I was like, I'm, I'm actually not about pot partnerships. I'm definitely not. Yeah. <laughs> definitely don't encourage them. Now I do think they can be amazing, but I know you've had some that have gone South. I certainly have two, And we can kind of talk about why I think this one works for us. Um, And there are some like just personality things, some communication things. Um, But I know that you had like kind of a really major partnership go sideways. Yeah. One of my first like businesses that kind of took off. So I started in the fitness industry and was doing fitness competitions and fitness modeling and kind of had my own thing going on. And then I met a girl, we became like instant besties and we thought we had like the same vision, we created a brand called the sweaty Bettys, And originally the sweaty Bettys was us. Her name was Aubrey. And, um, we started this and it really took off on social media. This was like the beginning of Facebook. And so we grew very, very quickly started to get a lot of fans and she was going through some personal stuff in her life. And so not only was the brand going quickly, but we became so tight that my husband and I moved up to live in her house with her husband. So we could really go all in on this business. So for us, it was all in, at least for myself. And I didn't know to the extent of what was going on in her personal life. And within a few short weeks, we realized, and what happened just like Oksana was saying was she wasn't showing up. She wasn't doing as much work. And I was getting so excited because things were really taking off. We were getting offers. We were starting to create some things that were making money. And I was like, this is going to work. And I know I could see this big picture for us. And yet she wasn't quite going along with it. There was even some things that I wanted to do. There was um, a reality TV show opportunity for us. And I was super psyched about it. And she didn't want to at all. And I was really, really upset by that. And I just thought it could be this springboard into like really taking off. And ultimately, um, I always say that was like my first divorce. In fact, we... I was saying it privately, never said it to her, but it was such a bad breakup. And I finally asked her, I kind of did a dick move. I locked her out of our PayPal account. Um, I locked her out of our email account because we, we were going back and forth and having these issues. I was really running everything. So I locked her out of everything, but I told her that I would give her all of the money. Wasn't gonna take any of it. I would give her everything basically to pay her off. If she would say that she was never going to come after anything I made going forward and that she would give me all the rights to the brand. Now we didn't have any agreements. We didn't have any contracts. We didn't have an LLC or anything set up prior. So this was all just verbal stuff. But finally, after a few months, I got this letter in the mail, uh, like documents in the mail. And it literally said on it, the sweaty Betty's divorce. And it was all the papers that she signed and it was all stained with coffee and stuff. And I think it was kind of like a little fuck you to me. Um, but I just thought it was funny when she wrote the sweaty Betty's divorce. Cause I was like, this is what I was calling it. And then I PayPal'd her all the money and then that was it. And we didn't talk for about seven years. And now we've actually reconnected. I met her like two summers ago and just talked about everything, but it was messy and we didn't have things laid out and we didn't really have a plan for what would happen if we split or if somebody wasn't doing as much. And so that left a really sour taste in my mouth for doing a partnership with anybody for a long, long time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, and we've talked about this before in other episodes, about how you and I were definitely those people like in grade school that if there, there was like a group project, we were always the ones like doing the most and like just wanting to like control and make sure that we got the, like the A and the, the best grade and whatever. And so I think, and it's funny because actually in the partnership that I had early on, this is like maybe in 2007, 2008, 
was with someone who was much older than me. It was, she was actually a personal training client of mine. Um, very wealthy woman had her own transformation. She was like 50 years old at the time. I was in my late twenties. And at that point I was working for metabolic effect. I was working full-time at Wake Forest university. I was personal training and I was actually getting my master's degree. And so I was heaping on top of it, this thing that this woman brought to me. So it wasn't my idea. It was her idea. She was sort of like, Hey, I'm going to provide the financial resources and you'll provide the IP. It was actually like a fitness book. It was an actual physical book. So if you've ever done workouts in magazines and like you kind of cut them out and then you like bring them to the gym and they get all sweaty, these were like laminated fitness cards. So it was a great idea in theory. Now, of course you can get it on app or whatever. You don't need like a physical book. Um, but this is back in like 2008, 2009, we actually put a lot of money into PR. We put a lot of money into growing the business. I flew up to to uh, New York to be in Self Magazine because of these things. Um, but the biggest issue was, and I was actually like the version of like your partner. I was the one who kept like not responding to the emails, kept like not showing up, like not wanting to do the thing, kept like feeling so guilty that I wasn't doing more for this brand because um, she had put in all the capital. And so I felt a lot of guilt and a lot of shame, but it wasn't where my heart was. My heart was in metabolic effect. I was getting ready to start Jill Fit. I just finished my master's degree. So um, I think she thought as soon as I finished my degree, then I'd go all in. And I just, when I did, I just didn't want to. And I, you know, it's not that I regret it. I feel like I wish I had kept her more in the loop as I was getting, as I could feel myself pulling away from the brand. I wish I had been more communicative, but I didn't have the tools at that time. You know, it was in my twenties and I didn't really know. And I was kind of nervous. She was older than me and she was a client of mine. And like, so there were all these sort of things that I didn't want to let her down. I wanted to disappoint her. I wanted to, and I did have the intention of like, well, I can just power through. I'll just keep doing it. And then I just kept not showing up to the calls. I kept not responding to emails. And finally I just told her and she, you know, did not take it well. And I don't think she should have, um, cause she had poured like about a hundred grand into it. Um, and then she ended up just continuing to do it on her own. I mean, she was a super fit 50 year old and she continued to do it on her own. And I don't know what happened to the brand, but I was definitely the person who like this woman who DM'd us is talking about starting to pull away from the partnership. And so I, in that instance, wasn't as communicative as I should have been. And I was definitely the one not nearly into it. And looking back, I was like, I really think it was because it wasn't my vision because mm -hmm. it was her idea. And I was sort of like, yeah, yeah, whatever. It's just like some workouts I'll throw together. I didn't realize that we we're going to be partners and I was going to be on the hook moving forward. I guess I didn't understand what that meant. And so I'm, I'm mostly against partnerships. However, you and I, when we started this, we did have a series of conversations before we started the podcast because we're both you know, well aware that we could each do this separately. Like this would have been fine. Like you could have started something. I could have started something separately. Both of us have thought about it even. Um, and that would have been fine, but we decided to do it together around a shared vision that I think we both felt equally passionate about at the time. So what were some of those intro conversations? What would you recommend yeah. that people have? I love that you shared the other perspective of being the person who was kind of on the outs, like looking back, um, I can see how Aubrey was going through her thing and that wasn't her fault. And same thing as with you just probably didn't have the tools to communicate it and probably deep down really did want to be part of it, but wasn't ready or wasn't in it all the way. And it's unfortunate because as the person who's really excited, totally. like Sana sounds like she is it's it's, huge letdown. like you're, you're going, come on. Like I could see this. And the other person either can't see it or they're yep. just not ready or whatever right. it is. 
And you and I had a lot of conversations. Number one was that we both had our own thing. And I think that helped. So it wasn't like we were dropping everything and going all in on this podcast, even though about two years in, we were chatting with the, um, the guys at mind pump and they were telling us to do that. But I think we were more comfortable having our own thing and not depending on each other. And maybe that's just trauma response for both of us, but (laughs) well, no, I think it's also just going, you, you know, both of us have gone in different directions too. So I can't see, and those things are really important to both of us. Like you did, you want all in on like money and Mm -hmm. and all that kind of stuff. And I went all in on like, you know, I still do fitness and nutrition stuff. So I think, you know, we also, I couldn't see myself just leaving that stuff behind. And also we've both worked really hard for our brands, for our separate brands and mind pump they had been doing, they didn't really have a personal brand at all beforehand. They didn't, they actually were just doing the podcast for like about a year while they were working in person at gyms. And then they were like, well, let's go ahead and just like go all in on this. So they hadn't had established brands like you and I have either. Yeah. Yeah. I think a couple things that we did. And (laughs) again, it's funny because I think our partnership is um, unique. And one of the reasons is our communication. And we've always been very open about what's going on, how this is going to work for us. And also we've, we've both been willing to let it go if need be. And so we kind of started off with like, let's see how this goes, see how we like it, see how we enjoy it. We kind of did maybe some mini commitments. I don't remember, like, let's just go this far and see how it goes. And then we just kept going. And we've also had many times during the last four years where we've gone, Hey, let's get more serious. Like we did have a conversation when we went from one episode to two episodes a week. And then we've had conversations where you're in the middle of a launch and can't do as much, or I was going through stuff with my mom and can't do as much. And what's been really amazing for us is that I think we've been, we've been open to the other person not being able to show up as much. And I think that's something where it comes to expectation management is when you're, you're like, I'm all in and I'm so excited and expecting the other person to be as excited as you all the time. That's not always going to happen. And it's just the same as any relationship, you know, you're dating somebody, you're married to someone. And sometimes like, I don't believe that a marriage is 50, 50. I think sometimes somebody's pulling hundred percent of the weight and the other person's like, got to be dragged along. Sometimes it is 50, 50. Sometimes both people are going hundred and you're like speeding along, but there's definitely been times during the podcast where you've pulled more of the weight or I've pulled more of the weight and we've been understanding of that and not feeling resentful. And I believe if there was any resentment that you would have brought it up to me, or I would have brought it up to you. And I can't recall any circumstances like that because I feel like we would just bring it up right away or, or even have a conversation of, you know, like you've told me, Hey, I've got this going on. I just don't have much going on in my brain. Can you do a solo or, (laughs) or same for me? Like I've got all this going on. Can you do a solo? I can't get on today. And so I just, I mean, I remember last year, um, when my mom just first had her surgery and you were in Vegas and I came to see you in the hotel and the whole goal was just to record. And we, I got there and I was just so emotionally overwhelmed. And we just sat there and we talked and you're like, we don't have to record. And I remember feeling guilty going, I need to do this. Like, this is what we are here for. And at the same time, I felt so appreciative that you were just giving me the grace to just not have to come up with sentences and words when I was in a hard spot. And so, you know, it's been a give and take for us, but we've had a lot of those conversations. And also this hasn't been the thing that we have to do to make sure the bills are paid or it's not our bread and butter. It's not what we're dependent on. So that also gives us a little bit more 
leeway and I guess the ability to be more flexible with each other. Yeah. I was going to say that last part is really key. The fact that like, yes, we do, you know, we've had sponsors for the podcast. We have sponsors for the podcast. We've made money. We definitely have our own program, uh, you know, and so like shout out the happiness diet. We have, this podcast has made money, but it wasn't like a make or break it money. So if you're thinking to yourself, like, I want to go all in and have this be my main thing, that's where I personally would not feel comfortable. I would not feel comfortable feeling like I'm now relying on someone else to pay my bills, right? Like that. And, and maybe that is a little bit of a control issue, protective mechanism, um, you know, but even in my, like my team on like who I have working for me in the company, like I still, like they help me and we make more money because they're there. But if they'd all quit, I'd be like, cool. I got it. Right. Like it wouldn't, I mean, yeah, I'd make less money probably and I'd be less productive and I'd be fucking miserable, but I would also just be able to handle it. You know? So I think for me, if I'm going to go out and, um, delegate or rely on someone or whatever for my business, I need to feel like, okay, this is extra. This is, um, you know, this is giving me an outlet. This is giving me some other type of fulfillment. Um, and the reason why I love our partnership is because, of what we talk about on this podcast, right? Like this isn't necessarily, we have talked business, we have talked fitness, nutrition stuff, but for the most part, this is personal development relationships. There's no other place that I talk about that stuff, right? Than here. And so for me, this has been a really fulfilling out outlet. And I feel like you are just as much, if not more of an expert in personal development and relationships than me. So I don't feel like I'm like, I'm the one who's like the expert in this. Like, I feel like, mm-hmm. you know, we're, we both have our own separate experiences. We have a lot of di- different experiences and, and it makes the episodes just more rich because oftentimes you and I come from, uh, from different angles on something and we, or we have different experiences. We come from different backgrounds on certain things. We have a lot in common, but I think it, it does add to the value of the podcast, having two people. So ask yourself, like, could I do this all on my own? Am yeah. I the one who's like an expert? I'm up here and this person's kind of like dragging ass down here and I'm trying to like get them up to my level or is the person you're partnering with like just as much of a badass as you? So they need to also be able to either contribute something that maybe is a gap of yours or contribute at the same level, right? Like we're not, you know, uh, speaking to the common, the, the lowest common denominator, like everyone levels up if you're going to be in a partnership, otherwise just do it on your own. Yeah. Oh, and the other piece is maybe getting the conversation at the beginning. So I was given this advice probably after the, the sweaty buddy split up is I was told to never do a partnership 50, 50, that someone should always be 51, 49, like a little bit more. The reality is, is in a lot of partnerships, someone is doing a little bit more and it sucks, especially if you feel like you are pushing and you're doing the most. And, and let's say just, there's a lot of money involved and you're giving this other person 50% of the revenue, yet you're doing 90% of the work that always feels bad. And that's going to create resentment. So I think having these conversations and it's not sexy, these aren't sexy conversations. It's kind of like writing out a prenup before you get married. You're like, okay, if we get divorced, this is what's going to happen. And nobody likes that conversation. Cause you don't want to put that in the universe, like you're going to get divorced. But when it comes to partnerships and relationships, a lot of them do end. So you might have to have the conversation, especially when money is involved is how is this going to split? How is this going to end if it doesn't? And to be honest, like Jill and I didn't set up an LLC or anything for this podcast. We still haven't actually, uh, we've talked about it, but I, I know I get a lot of people who are starting a business. And one of the things they ask is, well, I need to get this LLC first. And I'm like, make money first and then do an LLC. Like Jeff and I started this, uh, a couple different Shopify businesses in 2020, two of them didn't take off. And one of them did, but we didn't know that. And there would be no point to go through all the legalities and creating, um, 
creating LLCs and creating like EIN numbers and things if they're not going to make any money. So make a bit of money first. The IRS isn't going to come after you if you make $500 in a year on something that's like kind of a hobby until it becomes a real business. Don't have to worry about making it a real business in my opinion. And for right now, anything that we spend or bring on the podcast, I can say it's under my own personal business and I'm sure you do the same. And I'm sure at some point, if we were making significant amount, we could go a different route and talk to our tax people about that. But I wouldn't too much worry about that kind of thing. However, you might just want to say on paper, maybe just want an agreement that you are 51% or you're 60%. And that way too, it lets the other person off the hook and you're not freaking out if they're not adding as much. If they're like, Hey, I can only contribute 40%. Then, you know, you're, you're not going to expect them to do as much as you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I, I think one of the the things, and I'll also add for you and I, like, I think open, honest communication, but also the times in which we've had to sort of pause a little bit. We've actually done this whole episode on like, maybe like checking the box. Remember we did that one on like (laughs) giving people a review or the review we got. Um, And I think it also helps that on a personality level, both of us are pretty laid back with it, you know, like it's a piece of content. Like to me, podcast is amazing, but it's like a blog or a social media post. And like, yes, our commitment is to twice a week and we try to do that, but we don't freak out. Neither one of us do if it's just once a week or for a time it's once every 10 days, or maybe one time it's three. Like we, it doesn't matter to us. Like it's a piece of content. It's out there. It's not like it's going to make or break this podcast, you know? And so Yes, we have a publishing schedule, a loose publishing schedule, but it's not like if for some reason there's a week with no episode that somehow everything's going to crumble. And I think both of us realize that it's not fragile. Like, I'm just like, this is great. People will see the, see the newest episode on their, you know, in their podcast app and choose to listen to it, hopefully. But I'm not going to go around and try to control all of those things and bend over backwards and like try to record an episode like in the car at midnight the night before, like I just not going to. And so I think you and I both have that personality, like, Hey, we're going to let it be good enough. And, and we're going to keep doing it as long as, and that's really what we said. We're going to keep doing it as long as we're both passionate about it and we want to do it. Um, I can, I'll be honest. There's definitely times where I get in business mode and I'm like, I don't have any personal development insights or or like I'm struggling in my relationship and I'm like, I'm not an expert in this, right? So there are moments where I'm just like, I got to dig deep for topic ideas. You know, it doesn't always just come easily all the time. And especially with COVID, like you guys know that we record all of our podcast episodes with guests in person. And because of the, the pandemic, it's been mostly just Danny and I. And, you know, I don't know if that's better or worse or whatever. Hopefully we'll get back to interviews at some point, but, um, you know, we just do our best. We check the box and we let it be good enough. So if you're like, I want this to be, and maybe at some point we'll really double down on it. I, I don't, so I think circumstances for both of us would have to line up right for us to be like, let's make this, you know, a million dollar podcast. Um, we'd have to have that conversation. But I think if you're doing something that is just fulfilling, that makes you, you know, a little bit of money, good amount of money on the side. I think that that probably a partnership should be okay. But if it's going to be, I don't know, your whole thing, I'm just like, no. Yeah. And if you're just not incompatible, as far as your values on time, you know, it's interesting. Time is an interesting thing. Um, you know, some people feel very offended if you're late to something. Other people feel like time is just a suggestion. Oh, they say get there at, at three and you're like, I'll roll in at three 15. Like it does, you don't think much about it. So Jill and I do have kind of a loose schedule. We're like, Hey, Wednesdays at three 30, but literally today's Saturday. We're almost every single week. Wednesday doesn't work, but we just, we're like, okay, where are we going to move it this week? So it's on the schedule for a time, but we're super flexible. And like, you know, Oksana said, she keeps showing up late and it's like, 
literally Jill just texts, Hey, I'm 15 minutes out. I'm like, cool. And I, the last one, I was like, Hey, can we move it a little bit? I'm driving back from, I think it was last Sunday. I was driving back from brunch. So we're, and I think we know this about each other. We're not like the, we're not time Nazis. and We're also not super. Well, and also like, I don't know, let's say you're going to be late and I got something. So I can't like, I can't push it 15 minutes. I'd be like, we're going to skip today. Yeah. It'd be fine. And we'd both be fine with that. Yep. And we've done what other day do we have, you know? So it's not like it's now or never. Yeah, I agree. I think you need to have someone that, and and if you're both very like punctual and and I don't know if you have kids and small children and you're like, shit, I only literally only have this one hour, then yeah, you guys need to be, but you need to have all those conversations, I think. And don't just assume, I think this is the kiss of death. I don't, I think don't just assume the person will do things like you do them. I think we all think, okay, they're just like me or we like each other. So we're probably going to do that. We'll probably be the same way it's not, you know, and that's the other thing with my, um, previous partnership too. make sure you have similar values. I think that's really important too, is like, where do you want to spend your time? What are your values? What do you think is important? Um, you know, the, the person I was in a partnership with, we just come to find out we got along really well when I was a trainer and she was my client, but you know, past that, I don't know that we would have really hung out all that much to be honest. So I think looking at your relationship too, and going like, okay, if we didn't have this partnership, would we actually be friends? Like, would we, I think that's really important too, is having a relationship outside the business partnership. I just think you mm-hmm. need to be similar type people. Yeah. And I think that also is very important to note that, um, you need to look at your relationship, knowing if a partnership may go South, is it worth losing that relationship? Cause I was, yeah, heartbro- we- I was heartbroken when yeah. the sweaty buddy split, I was heartbroken to lose my best friend. And it was very upsetting to me. It was not easy. And, you know, years later, seven years later, we finally had these conversations and she talked about how much she missed me and, and I was really hurt. And so you also have to look at that is, is this worth losing a friendship over? Cause sometimes it happens. And so that's why I generally don't recommend people get into partnerships and do business together. Um, and just, if you do have some backup plans, have some hard conversations and maybe decide, you know, what does it look like if it ends or what, what are your expectations and ask what their expectations are and then have check-ins like you and I have check-ins pretty regularly on things. So it's not just like one conversation because things do change. Like just because we said something four years ago, how we wanted the podcast to look today, you and I have very, you and I were single then, like we were both living in, like, we just have completely different lives now than we did four years ago. So we have to have consistent conversations about what it looks like. Otherwise, I don't know, we're both going to be climbing into resentment holes or feeling like somebody's needs aren't getting met or things don't look the way we want them to, if we're not communicating that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I would say for Oxana, it sounds like where she's at, she just needs to have a, a conversation, an honest conversation. If she hasn't already, I think just call it out. She's like, Hey, so no, I'm not, you're not in trouble or anything, but can we talk about this? Cause it like, you keep canceling, which is fine. I get things things are coming up. Are you just not feeling this anymore? If you're not, that's fine. I'll do my own thing. No worries. But this is where I'm sensing, you know, and just allow her the freedom to say, you know, to say and make it like as non-judgmental as you possibly can. Cause the last thing you want her is for her to really be pulling away, but then to just appease you. No, 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 I'm good. Okay. I'll be there. And then it's just delaying the inevitable. So make a super safe space so they don't feel judged so they can actually say and share their honest opinion about where they're at. And sometimes because we have, and this is how I was, the intention was like, I don't want to let this person down. I'm going to power through. I'm going to make it happen. 
And frankly, I should have probably bowed out six months earlier, uh, yeah. but I just didn't feel comfortable having that conversation. So if you can make it safe for that person. So it sounds like maybe you just need to have a series of conversations about, you know, and let that person off the hook. Yeah. And I would also, uh, and I would agree with Jill's advice hundred percent to create that safe space. I would also say this probably writings on the wall. If you haven't even launched it yet and you're struggling, maybe yeah. it'll be the best to just keep going into it. Totally. Um, but you had some good practice and you have some experience to show for it. And, you know, maybe if you want to maintain that relationship and friendship, maybe this isn't the way to go about it. Yeah. There's so. plenty of potential other ways it could look too right? It could be your own thing. could be another partnership could look a million different ways. There's a million ways to arrive at success. Yeah. It could just be your, uh, guest, your consistent yeah. guest that you have like Danny Coleman is right. our, <laughs> our honorary guest, <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> honorary third host. Yeah. So anyway, hope you hope this was helpful to you. At least this is again, all, all of this is just our experience and our ideas. Please do what you feel is best for you all the time. Totally. Um, you know, we like to share where we're coming from. We don't always hit all the angles. We can only have the angles that we see and what we've experienced, but definitely open to hearing other people's opinions and post in the Facebook group, you know, maybe some really great partnerships you've had or ways that you've seen it work, or maybe some disasters you want to share and just want to talk about it. You can yep. go to the bestlifepodcast.com and share in there. Would love to see you guys in there and let us know. And we will talk to you soon. Bye guys. Have a good Bye. one.